0: Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's Word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's Word for today. 1 Kings chapter 19 Ahab told Jezebel everything that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, May the gods punish me and do so severely if I don't make your life like the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then Elijah became afraid and immediately ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba that belonged to Judah, he left his servant there. But he went on a day's journey into the wilderness. He sat down under a broom tree and prayed that he might die. He said, I have had enough, Lord. Take my life, for I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. Suddenly an angel touched him. The angel told him, Get up and eat. Then he looked, and there at his head was a loaf of bread baked over hot stones and a jug of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord returned for a second time and touched him. He said, Get up and eat, for the journey will be too much for you. So he got up, ate, and drank. Then on the strength from that food he walked forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mountain of God. He entered a cave there and spent the night. Suddenly the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of armies, but the Israelites have abandoned your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are looking for me to take my life. Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the Lord's presence. At that moment, the Lord passed by. A great and mighty wind was tearing at the mountains and was shattering cliffs before the Lord, but The Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a voice, a soft whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? I have been very zealous for the Lord God of armies, he replied. But the Israelites have abandoned your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are looking for me to take my life. Then the Lord said to him, Go, and return by the way you came to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you are to anoint Hazael as king over Aram. You are to anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, as king over Israel, and Elisha, son of Shaphat, from Abel-Meholah, as prophet in your place. Then Yehu will put to death whoever escapes the sword of Hazael, and Elisha will put to death whoever escapes the sword of Yehu. But I will leave seven thousand in Israel, every knee that has not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. Elijah left there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, as he was plowing. Twelve teams of oxen were in front of him, and he was with the twelfth team. Elijah walked by him and threw his mantle over him. Elisha left the oxen, ran to follow Elijah, and said, Please, let me kiss my father and mother, and then I will follow you. Go on back, he replied, for what have I done to you? So he turned back from following him, took the team of oxen, and slaughtered them. With the oxen's wooden yoke and plow, he cooked the meat and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he left, followed Elijah, and served him. 1 Kings chapter 20 Now King Ben-Hadad of Aram assembled his entire army. Thirty-two kings, along with horses and chariots, were with him. He marched up, besieged Samaria, and fought against it. He sent messengers into the city to King Ahab of Israel and said to him, This is what Ben-Hadad says. Your silver and your gold are mine, and your best wives and children are mine as well. Then the king of Israel answered, Just as you say, my lord the king, I am yours, along with all that I have. The messengers then returned and said, This is what Ben-Hadad says. I have sent messengers to you, saying, You are to give me your silver, your gold, your wives, and your children. But at this time tomorrow, I will send my servants to you, and they will search your palace and your servants' houses. They will lay their hands on and take away whatever is precious to you. Then the king of Israel called for all the elders of the land and said, Recognize that this one is only looking for trouble, for he demanded my wives, my children, my silver, and my gold, and I didn't turn him down. All the elders and all the people said to him, Don't listen or agree. So he said to Ben-Hadad's messengers, Say to my lord the king, Everything you demanded of your servant the first time I will do, but this thing I cannot do. So the messengers left and took word back to him. Then Ben-Hadad sent messengers to him and said, May the gods punish me and do so severely if Samaria's dust amounts to a handful for each of the people who follow me. The king of Israel answered, Say this, Don't let the one who puts on his armor boast like the one who takes it off. When Ben Hadad heard this response, while he and the kings were drinking in their quarters, he said to his servants, Take your positions. So they took their positions against the city. A prophet approached King Ahab of Israel and said, This is what the Lord says Do you see this whole huge army? Watch, I am handing it over to you today so that you may know that I am the Lord. Ahab asked, by whom? And the prophet said, this is what the Lord says, by the young men of the provincial leaders. Then he asked, who is to start the battle? He said, you. So Ahab mobilized the young men of the provincial leaders, and there were 232. After them, he mobilized all the Israelite troops, 7,000. They marched out at noon while Ben-Hadad and the thirty-two kings who were helping him were getting drunk in their quarters. The young men of the provincial leaders marched out first. Then Ben-Hadad sent out scouts, and they reported to him, saying, Men are marching out of Samaria. So he said, If they have marched out in peace, take them alive. If they have marched out for battle, take them alive. The young men of the provincial leaders and the army behind them marched out from the city and each one struck down his opponent. So the Arameans fled, and Israel pursued them. But King Ben-Hadad of Aram escaped on a horse with the cavalry. Then the king of Israel marched out and attacked the cavalry and the chariots. He inflicted a severe slaughter on Aram. The prophet approached the king of Israel and said to him, Go, and strengthen yourself. Then consider carefully what you should do, for in the spring the king of Aram will attack you. Now the king of Aram's servants said to him, Their gods are gods of the hill country. That's why they were stronger than we were. Instead, we should fight with them on the plain. Then we will certainly be stronger than they are. Also do this, remove each king from his position and appoint captains in their place. Raise another army for yourself like the army you lost, horse for horse, chariot for chariot, and let's fight with them on the plain, and we will certainly be stronger than they are. The king listened to them and did it. In the spring, Ben-Hadad mobilized the Arameans and went up to Aphek to battle Israel. The Israelites mobilized, gathered supplies, and went to fight them. The Israelites camped in front of them like two little flocks of goats, while the Arameans filled the landscape. Then the man of God approached and said to the king of Israel, This is what the Lord says, because the Arameans have said, The Lord is the a god of the mountains and not a god of the valleys, I will hand over all this whole huge army to you. Then you will know that I am the Lord. They camped opposite each other for seven days. On the seventh day, the battle took place and the Israelites struck down the Arameans, 100,000 foot soldiers in one day. The ones who remained fled into the city of Aphek, and the wall fell on those twenty-seven thousand remaining men. Ben-Hadad also fled and went into an inner room in the city. His servants said to him, Consider this, we have heard that the kings of the house of Israel are merciful kings, so let's put sackcloth around our waists and ropes around our heads, and let's go out to the king of Israel. Perhaps he will spare your life. So they dressed with sackcloth around their waists and ropes around their heads, went to the king of Israel and said, Your servant Ben-Hadad says, Please spare my life. So he said, Is he still alive? He is my brother. Now the men were looking for a sign of hope. So they quickly picked up on this and responded, Yes, it is your brother Ben-Hadad. Then he said, Go and bring him. So Ben-Hadad came out to him, and Ahab had him come up into the chariot. Then Ben-Hadad said to him, I restore to you the cities that my father took from your father and you may set up marketplaces for yourself in Damascus, like my father set up in Samaria. Ahab responded, On the basis of this treaty, I release you. So he made a treaty with him and released him. One of the sons of the prophets said to his fellow prophet by the word of the Lord, Strike me. But the man refused to strike him. He told him, Because you did not listen to the Lord, mark my words, when you leave me, a lion will kill you. When he left him, a lion attacked and killed him. The prophet found another man and said to him, strike me. So the man struck him, inflicting a wound. Then the prophet went and waited for the king on the road. He disguised himself with a bandage over his eyes. As the king was passing by, he cried out to the king and said, your servant marched out into the middle of the battle. Suddenly a man turned aside and brought someone to me and said, guard this man. If he is ever missing, it will be your life in place of his life, or you will weigh out seventy-five pounds of silver. But while your servant was busy here and there, he disappeared. The king of Israel said to him, That will be your sentence. You yourself have decided it. He quickly removed the bandage from his eyes. The king of Israel recognized that he was one of the prophets. The prophet said to him, This is what the Lord says. Because you released from your hand the man I had set apart for destruction, it will be your life in place of his life, and your people in place of his people. The king of Israel left for home, resentful and angry, and he entered Samaria.
1: Mark, chapter 12, verses 28 through 44 one of the scribes approached. When he heard them debating and saw that Jesus answered them well, he asked him, which command is the most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other command greater than these. The second is, love your neighbors as yourself. There is no other command greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have correctly said that he is the one. There is no one else except him. And to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, and with all your strength, And to love your neighbors yourself is far more important than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God, and no one dared to question him any longer. While Jesus was teaching in the temple, he asked, How can the scribes say that Messiah is the son of David? David himself says by the Holy Spirit, The Lord declared to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? And the large crowd was listening to him with delight. He also said in his teaching, Beware of the scribes who want to go around in long robes and who want greetings in the marketplace. The best seats in the synagogue and the places of honor and banquets, they devour widows' houses, and they say long prayers just for show. These will receive harsher judgment. Sitting across from the temple treasury, he watched how the crowd dropped money into the treasury. Many rich people were putting in large sums. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two tiny coins worth very little. Summoning his disciples, he said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor woman has put more into the treasury than all the others, for they gave out of their surplus. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on.
0: This has been the Bible 365 Podcast